Another Johnson County partnership is making a big difference in the lives of justice-involved individuals. On this episode, hear about how creative writing is creating a new outlet for those served by the Adult Residential Center. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. For individuals who have come in contact with the criminal justice system, there are plenty of barriers to getting back on your feet and avoiding another run-in with the law. But the Johnson County Department of Corrections is continuing its efforts to help individuals in this situation. And the Johnson County Library is doing its part as well. Here to talk about that, we've got several representatives from both departments and some additional special guests who are going to help uh, talk through some of the details of this program. So thank you all for joining us here today. And we're going to kind of go th- around the room and do some introductions. And we're going to start uh, with Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin Rockman. I'm a social worker with Encircle. We're a nonprofit here in Johnson County. All right, Melody. Hello, I'm Melody Kinneman, and I am the Incarcerated Services Librarian with Johnson County Library. And Rhonda? Hi, I'm Rhonda Miller. I'm a poet and a life coach, and I um, am a published author, and I work with the students. All right, and last up. I'm George Gayona. I'm the uh, Volunteers and Programs Coordinator for Johnson County Department of Corrections. All right. Again, thank you all for being here. I am so excited to talk about this uh, new program. I know it's it's um, the partnership itself is not necessarily new, but this particular class is new. And so we want to talk about that. So um, maybe, Melody, if you want to get us started with just describing what creative writing we're talking about here. Well, uh, the creative writing class has been ongoing for a while with uh, the College of Trade students. But this was the first year that Caitlin reached out to the library and asked us with help with finding an instructor. And so that's what we did. We, um, I relied on my colleague who runs the local writers program at the library to help me find Rhonda. And we were really fortunate that we could connect. So Rhonda, just tell me how, how it is that you got involved in this and, and what it's been like. Um, a good friend of mine, Brian Daldorf, who has been going into the uh, system here in Douglas County for the last 20 years, taking poetry into the prison um, every Thursday. I'd gone in with him a couple of times. He let me know someone had reached out to him and they were looking for an instructor. And he basically said it was something that he thought was a good fit for me. So I applied and then luckily uh, had the ability to meet Melody and interview in person and hit it off very well. And um, it's been a beautiful program and uh, going into it, I knew I'd learn as much from the students as they would for me. And it's certainly proven to be the case. And just to kind of take a step back and we talk about um, all the things, I guess, you know, the Department of Corrections is doing uh, with the Adult Residential Center um, in terms of helping individuals get back on their feet, like I mentioned, and and uh, kind of find their place in this world and and have a successful path going forward. Yeah, so Johnson County has been, you know, working with quite a few partners out there, primarily Encircle and the library are really big um, on putting programs in place to kind of build that confidence up to help figure out, you know, their job skills and, and just 
start to layer the skills in order to be more successful when they when they re-enter the community. Caitlin, if you want to talk a little bit about what is Encircle and, and what does that partnership look like? Encircle is a nonprofit here in Johnson County. Um, one of our main programs is the College of Trades program, which is a 12-week program, and Encircle coordinates the collaboration between um, Johnson County Department of Corrections, Johnson County Community College, Goodwill of Western Missouri and Eastern Kansas, Johnson County Public Library, Mentor to Excel, Engage South KC, and a ton of volunteers from the community. So all these different local agencies come together for College of Trade, um, which is three main parts, the essential skills for the workplace, so those life skills, um, trade skills, and then um, what we call College of Arts. And so creative writing kind of falls under that College of Arts aspect of the whole person <laughs> for this program. And so for the Department of Corrections, um, it seems like a very holistic approach to, to helping individuals. So can you talk about at what stage of incarceration or post-incarceration are people receiving these services? So our campus out here uh, in New Century, the Adult Residential Center, has quite a few components to it. And it's work release and, and state work release in the therapeutic community. Um, but primarily, um, a lot of the clients in the therapeutic community end up in the College of Trades, they have six months of inpatient treatment. Um, so they're they're in the facility uh, 24 hours a day. So for them, they're basically rebuilding their lives. Um, it takes quite a bit to get into the therapeutic community. So when they come, you know, they've really kind of seen uh, or lost a lot of things. And so the, the good part with the College of Trades and with the library, because the library has a a library on site here at the adult residential center. So they have actual books and librarians that come out. Melody comes out uh, twice a week um, and they'll exchange books. So for us is given in those tools, uh, you know, the recidivism rate is, is fairly high um, when we talk about incarcerated uh, individuals. And so we try to take an evidence-based practice and a little bit different route in order to give them tools. So when they get out of here, when they're, when they, graduate, they're not, they have something to fall back on. They have the tools to use instead of just walking them through and then just sending them back out. So that That's, that's our primary purpose. And, and it's been, it's been doing really good. I know on this podcast and, you know, just in various ways, the public information office has, has highlighted some of these success stories. And I know even these success stories are being highlighted around the country. I mean, really other communities are modeling uh, a lot of the work that's being done here, which is really exciting. Uh, so how how are people um, who are participating, participating in the programs, how are they responding to the services they receive? You know, I, I actually took the class. So I sat in the class in the first semester. Um, and so as the volunteers and programs coordinator, I will sit in a lot of our our programs just to evaluate, make sure everything is going well and things like that. Um, and it really, you know, it was really eye-opening because they were able, they as in the clients and myself, I wrote, I wrote things that I, I never thought I would write. I'm not a writer per se. So, um, but you're really, you know, Rhonda does a great job, very organic um, chemistry that's involved there. So, um, you know, with the fine arts piece for the College of Trades, and that's what we try to do is, is provide those outlets. So, you know, when they when they do get released from here, they have a pro-social outlet, something they can do, whether it's photography or, 
you know, creative writing or fine arts or arts and painting. We're doing one of those right now. So, um, but in the class, you know, Rondo is able to really, and we had some really special clients in there that really wrote things that, uh, you know, they were, we we're going to submit to, um, I, I don't want to call it a competition, Rhonda. I don't, I, maybe you can help with what that's called. But they did a really great job. Rhonda does a great job and is is really just organic and builds it. And they're able to express those feelings and work through those feelings um, that sometimes that they can't do um, on a regular basis. And I think it really kind of resets them, you know, mentally and physically, um, kind of a clean slate and, and able to move forward. And it does sound like they're getting those the skills they need, you know, to help their families um, and also build income and a resume and all of that good stuff. But they're also getting this piece um, that sounds very therapeutic, um, helping people express their emotions in a a, um, productive way and a creative way. And so, um, you know, Melody, I've been through some of our facilities and seen, you know, the stacks of books. And um, it's clear that it's very important that that the um, individuals served have access to reading materials. And so can you talk about why that's a priority for the library and the Department of Corrections? Well, the clients are one one day going to be back out in the community. They are our neighbors and friends and family members. And we want them while they are serving their time to be fully engaged with the library. And so that's why we feel it's very important for them to be able to have access to uh, ideas and information and um, as well as programs. And I just cannot say enough about Rhonda. It's not just that we have this creative writing program, it's that we have Rhonda because she has connected so well with the students. I see them every week and every week somebody comes in and tells me something from that class that they are either excited about, soothed, um, encouraged, It's just really interesting, and I just can't say enough about Rhonda's ability to connect with them and empathize with them and get them to believe that they are writers, that they can write. And and also, she does a great job of uh, including them in the larger writing community. She's done several things. It's not just her classroom. She's like, hey, guys, let's um, get involved out in the community with writing. And I really appreciate that she has done that for them. And like I said, I've seen their confidence just, they're just super excited about her class and they have connected with her. All right, so Rhonda, now you're on the spot. So tell us all about your process. How do you kind of develop your curriculum and and how do you um, make those connections with, with the individuals and the program? Interestingly enough, um, I, even though I'm teaching the importance of voice for trauma transformation, one of the key components of my end is to listen and to listen to what they are saying and to what their needs are. Um, we have very different individuals, their life experiences are very different one from another, but yet we all have um, a lot in common. And I try to really find that common piece uh, right off the bat, the first day that I go in to let them know that I have had trauma in my life, that I've had life experiences that perhaps um, people shouldn't have had, but that they have had, and that maybe we just have at different ages. Last semester, a couple of the books that I utilized were Um, very well accepted and the students really read them from uh, cover to cover and this time I'm finding that some of the clients don't relate so much Um, so I listen to what their needs are 
And a lot of times this, this last week, for example, I took in some of my own books and read some of my own poetry because they are um, some trauma experiences that they immediately related to. Um, George was very instrumental in allowing us to um, let the students listen to music without lyrics and it inspires them to then write their own lyrics. So they do a lot of spoken word poetry. My biggest objective uh, in teaching is for them to understand that they are worthwhile individuals, that uh, they have their story to share and that it's an important story and that I embrace them and respect them as the individual that they are. That sounds amazing. And so can you talk a little bit about how they can use some of the skills that they're getting right there in the class um, in the real world? Like be, once they're once they're out, they've got a job, they've got a family, they got responsibilities, but they also still have maybe some healing that, that needs to take place. How can they use this? Uh, one of the things we did this last week that they're writing uh, to share this coming Monday when I go in is a couple of them are parents. And even if they aren't parents, they maybe have a niece or a nephew or a child in their life that they love is to write what their um, super trait is, you know, that they're uh, some, a superhero and they certainly are to their child, whether they want to accept that or not. So they're to write different aspects of themselves that are wonderful, what their superhero skills are. And um, I think that will help them learn or you know, think about what their skills really are. But I also work with them. I took in uh, some information about peer coaching, um, so that they know that you know they can be in the, have been in the situation that they've been in. But there are jobs, there are people that will hire them, and that is such an important role to play as a peer coach for them. And how many of them would do that so wonderfully well by sharing their story, by sharing their personal experiences. And um, certainly have have uh, had some of them enter, as George mentioned, the Kansas Authors Club contest, the state contests. And um, this last time, my very first day of class, I was had been um, commissioned to write a poem for the opening of a crisis center in Douglas County. And so I was having a bit of difficulty with the poem and wanted to make sure I wasn't writing something that would be offensive to them, for example. And um, so I gave them copies of it and asked if they would would write comments and they all turned in magnificent items. The person uh, in Lawrence who had commissioned me for the poem was sent the their comments. I asked if I could have permission to write their words into my poem. He gave me that permission. And when I went in the next, um, I got permission of course from George to be able to do that. And when I went back the, the next class session and let them know that they were now considered published poets, I mean, they were just absolutely thrilled and, you know, to give them that confidence there again in who they are, that they really are respected and loved and um, have a story to share. And I just hope that they then continue using their voices and sharing their stories. That's pretty impressive. A, a resume builder uh, as part of the program was just really, really amazing. So, Caitlin, can you talk about how... Um, you know, whether it's being able to express yourself or being able to edit or write, um, how do those skills translate into um, potential jobs? I think creativity is needed everywhere, right? Not like in our jobs, but how we draft an email, how we um, think through problem solving, how we engage with our employees, with our employers, with our coworkers. Um, and so having that 
creative outlet and thinking through um, more than one way of doing something. Um, and also that what they have to say is gonna, is important. Um, I think those go hand in hand and really play well off of each other. And so we're really appreciative for this class and um, the transformative work that it is doing with our clients. Um, their confidence really does grow through this class and it's amazing to see. And so what kind of feedback are you hearing um, directly from the, the clients? Well, I think about three weeks in a row, I heard I'm a published poet um, from the clients. Um, and so uh, that was a ton of excitement through there. Um, we've had them read at graduation after last semester, two of them um, read their poems and uh, I think several people got a little choked up just hearing their stories. And so I think that was really powerful. Um, and, and the peers as well are responding to their stories. And so um, seeing their peer be vulnerable and express themselves, um, I mean, they're all feeding off each other in that way. So, All right. Anybody else want to tell us a little bit about this program or the benefits of it? I, and Teresa, if I can, it's one of those things that um, really allows them to open up. And a big piece of that, and, they, and Rhonda kind of touched base on it, is the parenting piece. So, you know, about their child and, 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 and the library does a fantastic job. They do read to me, um, which kind of just brings it full circle. And so read to me is um, library will come in and they'll have books and the clients will come down and they'll read the books, which gets recorded. And then they put that recording onto a CD where we're stepping up with the times and we're trying to go to a QR code, um, but then they'll send it to the, to the child. And then the child can read the book and hear the parent um, while they're, you know, um, reading along with them. So it's one of those things where it breaks down those barriers and it, it shows, like Caitlin said, it shows vulnerability. But at the same time, there's so much growth there and it makes it um, a family unit. So it really does a great job all the way around. That's a that's a really neat thing. I, the The recording of the book, it's just... Um, you think about it, it's probably kind of a constant reminder every time the child listens to that reading that their parent cares about them, even though they're not there in person. Um, so that's that's really amazing. I, there's just so so many awesome things about the partnership between the Department of Corrections and the library. Just I love being able to talk about it and highlight it. Uh, Melody, where do you see the program going from here? Well, of course, we want to continue, and uh, we hope that Rhonda can continue to teach. Um, she seems to be just such a perfect fit. And we would also like to maybe work with Caitlin and her team at InCircle to add even more classes. Uh, Caitlin and I have talked about you know, maybe doing a, a class on debate, a debate team, or we could we could put our heads together and think of all sorts of ideas. Caitlin does all the hard administrative work of getting everything in line. And then if the library can come along and find instructors and fund that piece, um, I think it could really grow. I was a two-time state debate champion high, in Ooh. high school. So if you need some help, <laughs> I can't really remember how to do any of it, but... <laughs> I'm still interested. So, you know, if you need some help there, just let me know. But um, so again, very excited to hear about the success of this program and the impact that it's having. Is there anything um, our listeners can do to support the program or um, support those who are participating in the program out in the community? 
Well, I would like to say that the Johnson County Library Foundation uh, funds this project. Um, they um, look for donors to help us with this. So if anyone wants to contribute or uh, give funds to Johnson County Foundation, they will be put to really good use. Perfect. All right. Any other final thoughts before we wrap it up? Just like to say for people in the community um, to embrace people when you, you know, meet someone on the street and they let you know their story, their personal story, and perhaps they've been in incarcerated is to, you know, open your heart to them and appreciate that, you know, that could be your son or your daughter. And for many of us, it is uh, the case that a relative has also been incarcerated, but, you know, to appreciate that, um, for different life experiences, they, you know, have gone through some amazing things and have come out in many respects, just absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. Um, the stories that they've, they've shared with me, their creativity and their ability to, to express those feelings has been just amazing. It's been very heartfelt. Wonderful thoughts to, to wrap us up today. Again, thank you all for being here and uh, I wish you luck in the continued success of the program. And Rhonda, hopefully you find a way to continue to be involved in the program as well. And thank you for listening. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JokoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.